Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Well, blessings, everyone. This is Dale. I thank you so much for joining with me, especially those of y'all that are new. We've had several new subscribers here of late, so I appreciate that a lot. So uh, pass the word, encourage everybody to join together. All we do here is just simply look at the word of God and do it in a little bite-sized moment every day, usually less than 10 minutes, right? (laughs) So we've been looking at the book of Jude lately, all 25 verses of it. And we've just got started on, we're seeing some things right here, that Jude was writing uh, a group of people, and he wanted to write about their common salvation, but he felt the necessity to appeal to them that they would contend earnestly for the faith. Well, the reason was that certain people, certain persons had crept in unnoticed. They'd crept into the body itself. They weren't truly saved. They weren't true believers, but they had crept in. And that happens a great deal today. And so that's the reason I draw such a a line of distinction between the church organism, which is the true body of Christ, and the organizational church. Because you have a lot of people that are in organizational church, but they're not saved. They like the camaraderie. They like the fellowship. They like the liturgy. They like the music. They like the friendship. They like the food, whatever it is, you know. But they're not truly saved. Well, these folks right here, they had crept in and they had an agenda. And God actually calls them ungodly. And what they were doing, they were turning the grace that God has given us, turning that grace into licentiousness. They were saying, oh, yeah, we're covered by the grace of God, so you can do anything you want to. And then they denied our only Lord and Master, Jesus Christ. They denied that Jesus Christ was Lord. They denied that Jesus Christ is Master. And there's people that do that today within a professing body of Christ. There's leadership within professing body of Christ that deny that Jesus Christ is Master and Lord. They deny the resurrection. They deny all the things about him. And so Jude was warning them. He said, you need to contend about this. He says, let me remind you of some things. And then he gives many examples. Uh, The first example was how God, after saving people out of Egypt, after bringing the people out of Egypt, he destroyed those who did not believe. He judged them. Then he gave another example about angels who did not stay in their proper abode, in their own domain, and how God has has them in eternal bonds under darkness, and they're going to be there until the judgment of the great day. And then he ties that, what happened with the angels, together with what happened with Sodom and Gomorrah. He says it's the same type of thing. They went after strange flesh. They were indulging in gross immorality and that they are going to undergo punishment by fire. So now verse 8 is where we stopped last time. So let me pick up there because all these sort of dovetail with each other. Verse 8 says this, Yet in the same way these men, so these are the men that have snuck in, the ungodly men, also by dreaming, defile the flesh and reject authority and revile angelic majesties. And you say, well, what what does he mean by that? Well, they're rejecting the powers that be. Can we put it that way? They defile the flesh in the way that they're acting, in the way they're behaving. They're rejecting the authority of the Most High God, and they're literally making fun and reviling angelic majesties. The next two verses gives us some insight into this. Now listen to this. Verse 9, but Michael the archangel, when he disputed with the devil and argued about the body of Moses, did not dare pronounce against him a railing judgment, but said, the Lord rebuke you. Now, this is an interesting little statement right here in this ninth verse. 
because we have truth right here that we don't have over in the Old Testament. And sometimes this really sets people off. Uh, because there's other writings throughout the ages. There's the book of Enoch, for instance. And Enoch is quoted in Jude. And all that is saying is that God is saying this truth right here, yeah, it's in Enoch, but this is the truth, and I'm placing it right here. That doesn't mean that the book of Enoch is uh, should be in the Bible, that it's canonical, okay? It doesn't mean that it's the Word of God in that way, but it there are elements of truth in it. Okay, same thing here. I think this might come from the book. Is it the Assumption of Moses? I think is what it's called, something like that, or perhaps from the book of Enoch. But I think it's the Assumption of Moses. And uh, so, don't hold me to that. I could be wrong. We have a really interesting little account here because we find out that when Moses died, if you remember that account. He woke up one day and God said, come on, let's go up to the top of the mountain. I'm going to take you on home to glory right now. I'm going to let you see the promised land, but I'm not going to let you enter it. And he did not let him enter it because of Moses' rebellion. And what happened in that rebellion was at the end of his life. And oh my, is that not a word to all of us that we would keep pressing on until the end, that we will finish well. I know if you're 15, 20, or 25, or 30, you're not necessarily thinking about that. But when you get on the backside of life, that is something you become more and more aware of. Paul was very aware of that, that he would finish well, that he would complete what the Lord had called him to do. So Michael, the archangel, we find out something about angels right here. There's structures of angels. He's an archangel. He disputed with the devil, and they argued over the body of Moses. When the Lord took Moses, his body dies... Michael goes down to get his body and to deal with his body. Well, why in the world would the devil want his body? Why would he want Moses' body? Well, we're not really told. I can think of any number of reasons, okay? It could be because of what you see right now. I actually had an article come across my desktop yesterday about that, that they think they found uh, the the bones of Peter, the bones of Peter in the church uh, that's a 1,000 years old. Uh, certain portions of Christianity worship these relics and think there's power in these relics. And you could see how the devil could take this and pervert the true gospel message. Also, the enemy could come along if he had the body of Moses. He might do a false resurrection with that body of Moses. Okay? The Lord has granted the enemy that type of power, you know, that he might do a false resurrection. Whatever it was, Michael was disputing Well, the devil, but here's what the whole point of this is today. Excuse me a moment. (coughs) Michael did not pronounce against him a railing judgment. Okay? Michael did not do that, and that goes to the reviling of angelic majesties. Uh, You know, a lot of times you go into churches, uh, I've been in churches where they'll sing songs and proclaim things that the devil is under my feet, the devil is under my feet, and they're jumping up and down like the devil is under my feet. Positionally, the devil is under the feet of the believers because of what the Lord Jesus Christ did. But we need to walk in the attitude of Michael the archangel here. Michael the archangel has power. He had the power to rail judgment, but he didn't do it. He did not pronounce judgment. But he said this, the Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. He rested in the power and the authority of the Lord, though he may have been able to go toe-to-toe with Satan himself. We don't know. But more than likely he could have. But no, he did not do this. Okay, He didn't do it. And he said, the Lord rebuke you. And apparently, just because this is all just in one verse right here, that Michael the archangel was victorious and was able to procure the body of Moses. Of course, people always ask, what did he do with it, et cetera, et cetera? Well, he likely buried it. 
right? Likely buried it. I, I don't know. The word doesn't tell us. The next verse actually is tied into this, though we don't have enough time to go through it. But what I'll do is let's just read it. So let's start at verse 8 again where you get the flow of the entire thing. So it says this, Yet in the same way, these men, remember these men, also by dreaming defile the flesh and reject authority and revile angelic majesties. But Michael the archangel, when he disputed with the devil and argued about the body of Moses, did not pronounce against him a railing judgment, but said, The Lord rebuke you. Now verse 10. But these men revile the things which they do not understand and the things which they know by instinct, like unreasoning animals. By these they are destroyed. Tell you what, folks, there's nothing new. We see the same type of thing to do uh, today, and we need to take the word that is brought by Jude right here. We need to contend earnestly for the faith, which was once for all handed down to the saints. Well, thank you again. I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time.